Good evening. I don't know. You know, sometimes are you ready for my accent? <laughs> Brent is enjoying me all the time. You know. <laughs> I want to bring you greetings from home, from Uganda, and um, from Rebecca, my wife, and our four children from Celebrate Hope Ministries, from the team we serve with, and the pastors, pastor and the team, got to meet, taught, impact, touched, prayed for. You heard that one was prayed for. It was quite amazing that he had already started writing his will, knowing that he was going to die. But the team came and prayed for that pastor, Edward. He regained his life. And he's now back on the road to serve the Lord. So thank you, church, for releasing Pastor and my brother, Fred, Pastor Lonnie, and Angela to come and do the thing they love doing the best. So thank you, Pastor. Thank you. We had a wonderful time. Thank you for accepting to come and stay in my village. Our village is a little different, you know. But we went places together and uh, they taught. They, I never saw them complaining at any given time the two weeks they were with us. And I took them to hard places. Because we don't have these smooth roads like you guys have flyovers. Nah, 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 nah. You know sometimes we even complain about a crack. For us we talk about potholes. And uh, they are as deep as you can even make a pond out of them. So you can swim on the road. But anyway, we thank God that we, 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 we had that ministry done. And um, we are continuing. I was so blessed personally to have my friend come and share pulpit with me to serve our people in Uganda. Raqqa District. We, while we were there, we broke the curse of AIDS. And I know... We are now going to be known as a prosperous community, a successful community in the name of Jesus because of the work the Lord has started to do and is already doing and is yet to be done in the community of Rakai. I want to appreciate my mom and dad for believing in me and loving me the years they adopted me. And to stand with me to build this ministry from this part of the ocean. And uh, my sister Michaela for our long-term relationship. She brought me to this church. She's the reason why I'm here. She just brought me and dumped me here. Bam! <laughs> and, and, and like Paul, I got soaked. You know? I got soaked. <laughs> I got soaked. And I always look forward to come. And even this last um, Wednesday, we had a pastor's meeting at pastor's house. And I was like, will I come to Sok? So, here we are. For the last four years, or three and a half years, you prayed for me here. When I unfolded a vision God put on my heart. And this church believed with me that it will come to pass. And you prayed by faith and you released me to go. It was this first time that pastor came to actually see what you've been praying for. 
You've been buying our merchandise we bring here. Beads and uh, in the bid to raise money to go home and do ministry. Until you went down to support three families with coffee farms. You didn't stop there. You supported our conference. Whatever you saw, it's your money, your people. You gave and we had the conference done. I want to welcome you to our very first coffee you've been praying for. Our first 200 farmers are now producing coffee. The aroma is great. You just smell it. And our brand is called Hope Coffee. I have several pouches here. <laughs> because I need more farms. Our vision, a thousand families. And we are targeting 20,000, a thousand villages. Targeting 20,000 families. So that we can see God doing a great work. Our farmers are organized in groups of 20s. And the pastor is number 20 of every group we work with. One thing pastor saw and I've always been sharing and praying with him and believing God to change is to remove the destitute spirit and the orphan spirit among the pastors we serve. And when I grabbed pastor's book, Daddy, you love me. That book spoke volumes in the ministry I'm doing. I'm telling you, every day I get one pastor calling me to become his spiritual father. Will he become my father? Even that guy who was yet to die, Edward, I had a one-to-one, -one, yeah, just a day before I left Rakai. He asked me, Pastor Fred, become my father. I just want to tell you that the work is overwhelming sometimes. And I feel I'm tired. But at the same time, I feel I'm going on. So God has done tremendous things. This is one major thing I'm sharing with you. That it is possible to change communities. It is possible to change people's hearts. It's possible to emancipate and uplift and build and strengthen the church of our Lord Jesus Christ wherever we are, in every language, in every tribe, in every color, in every community, in every continent, we can and we are seeing the church being transformed in the communities of Rakai. And in Lamentations chapter, chapter 3, Lamentation chapter 3, verse 40 and 41, those two verses are very encouraging at this point of time as we talk about of what God is doing. Let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. Let us lift our hearts and hands to God of heavens. And here as our brothers and sisters testified of how God moved tonight. Two things, the heart and the well. When the heart is well placed, God is ready to do marvelous, wonderful things. When the hands are up, the Lord 
is ready to listen to our prayers. And for us to test and examine and put to work and soak into his presence. Let us test. What can't we do? We can do anything and everything. Test and examine. Put it to work. We can't simply soak and we go without putting things to work. I believe that one day my community, Rakai district, will be released from poverty, will be released from spiritual bondage, will be released from disease. And these are the six ways how my community has been bondaged. One, material poverty. People couldn't even have cups to drink out from. They couldn't have place to eat up from. They couldn't have clothes to go church in. Material poverty. Test the Lord and believe people will be released from that bondage. Our people were physically weak because of disease, because of suffering, impoverished, no food. Test and see how God's people can be emancipated. People were isolated. Isolation can bring poverty. Because when they produce, nobody wants to go to where they are to buy their things. And if they try to go there, they say, you are far away from the main road, so I'm going to give you this little money because the rest of the money, I'm going to put it into transporting. Isolation can bring about poverty and suffering. Vulnerability. People are vulnerable in very many ways. Disease. In your country, you have hurricanes. You, you, you have these other things. In our country, we have disease. No systems. No structures. And you find the pastor suffering the same way the rest of the community is suffering. So the people get nowhere to run to. Because they'll find the pastor crying the same like they do. The pastor is hit with drought. The pastor's daughter is dying of AIDS. The pastor's son is losing his family because he has no money to take care of his family. The pastor's wife cannot go to church because she has nothing to put on. Vulnerability. The church was equally as vulnerable as the people in the community were. But in the name of Jesus... Just tell your neighbor in the name of Jesus. As we stand together as a church, we are going to bring a change. Not only vulnerability, we are talking about powerlessness, spiritual powerlessness, dignity, lack of dignity, confidence within one's life. You know, we are here, but some of us are so powerless in the sense that even standing to give a testimony of the goodness of the Lord, you cannot do it. You feel that you are inadequate. You can't speak. You are going to stammer. I cannot even tell the goodness of the Lord. Even just the simple breath, we breathe. breathe. Just be powerful in the name of Jesus. Stand and say, yes, it's me. I always tell people, I always tell the pastors I work with, Put up your head. Protrude your chest and just stand at least for once and say, at least it's me, Lord. It's me. I'm powerful in the name of Jesus. 
When people are powerless, it's a source of poverty. And that poverty leads into spiritual poverty, pastor. That's a dangerous kind of poverty. You can be materially poor, but never be spiritually poor. You can be isolated, but never be spiritually poor. That is a terrible poverty. Because you can be materially poor and be spiritually okay and go to heaven. You cannot be poor materially and be poor spiritually. So you lose the goodness of the earth and you lose the goodness of heaven. Man, that is dangerous. Let us test and examine the ways and you return to the Lord. And let us lift our hearts and hands and see what God can do. Uh, will you come back next year? You've already said it anyway, so I'm just asking to confirm. <laughs> and we pray for Suzanne to come as well. We decided, Rebecca and I, to take our youngest son to a semi kind of boring boarding school. He can stay there during the week. We bring home on a holiday our eight-year-old. Do you know why? Because we prayed and we broke through and Rebecca is now launching her women ministry this year. Next year, actually. She's now working on this, this thing. She was telling me, uh, as I called her, that she's sleeping only four hours ever since I left. She, she tells, I'm reading the Bible. I'm praying. I'm, I don't know what's going on. So Suzanne come and uh, team up with Rebecca and you guys rock and roll our women down in Raqqa. In the name of Jesus. So thank you for having me. Uh, I turned around. Um, I was here in May. Uh, I just came back to do some work at home and also to connect with the pastor once again to, to plan ahead. I'll be leaving on Wednesday. I'll be on my way going different places, heading back home. But thank you for loving us. Thank you for praying for us. We need prayers that we have never needed them before. We just want to examine. Will you take a moment and examine your heart? And not only for anything else, but for service for the Lord. Mission for the Lord. Examine our hearts for us to be wells overflowing into our neighborhood. For us to be wells to overflow to those who need our touch. For us to open our hearts and to grasp the heart of Jesus Christ to make a difference in the lives of others. Shall you examine your heart? The Bible said, let us put to test our hearts and examine ourselves the inner depth of who we are. When it comes to make a difference in the lives of others. Shall we do that? Thank you Lord for your word. Thank you for speaking with us tonight. As we examine our lives, our hearts. Speak to us. Father, thank you for blazing fire. Thank you for them being a blessing to us. Thank you for Pastor and the team, for these generous, wonderful people, 
for them being generous in this sowing seeds of faith into the ministry in Iraqi. Thank you for those three farms they started. Thank you for the resources they donated for us to feed and have 200 pastors for three consecutive days of great impact and revival. Thank you for this church, Lord. But shall we cause them, my Lord, to examine their hearts more and further that what they do in Iraq, they can also do it in their neighborhood. The mission has to begin right home. So that, Lord, when they understand that their neighborhood needs their mission, you make their mission even more relevant to wherever they go to the ends of the earth. Father, I pray that they will take care of Jerusalem before they go to Judea, before they go to Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Thank you, Lord, for this fellowship. And me being home right now to my very own people in my very own church. Thank you, Jesus.